Greetings, and welcome to the Not Your Average Asian Podcast, the podcast that talks about anything with anyone, from special guests that range from entrepreneurs, YouTubers, comedians, and more, to topics that go from politics, pop culture, and personal development. Join the hosts, Roddy and Kirkland, and find out why himself, along with his special guests and topics, aren't really that average. Um, you know, this is way off topic, but uh, you're in LA, right? Oh, yeah. Dude, all day dude like are you like like really like in the city or kind of a little bit more uh i'm like eight minutes out from compton which is where i grew up oh uh, shit okay literally just hit three years officially out of compton mm-hmm. lived there my whole life and uh i live like i'm eight minutes out so like it's like in this little it's this city called bellflower it's like that cluster of cities where it's like bellflower lakewood long beach like uh mm-hmm. downey paramount all those places and uh so i'm not in the city which you can imagine my surprise when i tried to go to walgreens today to get my daughter diapers and they were closing and it was 12 it was only noon oh shit they were closing and i asked them what's going on and they said oh there's a protest down the street Mm -hmm. and we're closing just in case and i was like oh it made it over here (laughs) yeah that's (laughs) Part. Yeah, that's why I wanted to ask because um, th- these protests for what has happened recently, you know, um, like just how is it, I guess, right now for L.A.? Because I see it because I, you know, at almost I don't know what city there is right now that really does not have any form of protesting. I just know that there are some that have it worse than others. Like over here in St. Louis, we have protests, but we don't have anything I think like newsworthy for like riots and, um, you know, make it on um and, cnn or fox news so yeah um i mean we got obviously people are like in downtown just like completely going ham mm-hmm. you know they're like obviously they're looting over there they're like graffitiing the whole thing like graffiti is really big in la you know that yeah and so like like a huge part of what's happening um i haven't witnessed it because i've been taking this uh quarantine thing like very very seriously like i haven't since the whole thing i haven't went out to have any type of fun like at all i've just been kind of like you know binging movies and that type of shit but in terms of like what's been going on over here like i don't know i guess you could say like when i when i like find the news of what's happening it's all lumped together that i can't even tell what's happening where anymore yeah uh, cuz i know the big one is seattle seattle gets a lot of news coverage la obviously and then new york is also going ham but uh, the one thing that jumped out that I definitely remember, because you, when you say like, oh, if you tell me like, oh, somebody got maced in the face after like a cop pulled down their mask, I'm like, which city though? Because it's so yeah all together. But the one that jumped out to me was a uh, Flint, Michigan, where a police officer legit like threw down his baton, he took off his uniform, and he said, "We're not trying to make this a protest. Let's make this a parade." Like, where would I you? saw that. I saw that video. And yeah. Apparently they don't have any, there's no violence going on in Michigan in uh, Flint, Michigan right now. And I'm just like crazy, especially since it's uh, in Michigan, you know, like dude, the water, like it's, mm-hmm. like, it's like with Detroit and everything, you know, like, yeah, dude, it's like, it's like they, they bonded over that shitty water they had. They said, yo, we already got it bad enough. Let's not make it worse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I guess like, you know, and that, and that's just a perfect example of like police officers who know how to, de-escalate situations a good police officer because let's face it if you're if you don't know how to de-escalate a situation you're not a good police officer Mm -hmm. like at all if you feel the need to use excessive force if you feel the need to kick somebody who's literally sitting on the ground with their hands on their head 
like you're not a good police officer. Mm-hmm. Dude, I saw the most effed up thing. And again, I can't tell you what city this is in, but I saw the most effed up thing where it was uh, one police officer and he was clearly like, he had little man syndrome or something, but he was legit like standing like a Mortal Kombat playable character on the select screen. Doesn't you know how like, mm-hmm. they kind of like yeah. bounce and play? Mm-hmm. He had his like gun in hand and he's ready to go. Like he's smiling, like he's like twitching and everything. And he's just like the poster for who you do not want to have in a police officer's uniform. And yeah. I saw this on Reddit and I scrolled down and obviously I saw like at least five more videos of it. And he came up again for a different video. And he was like, the, the police were like kind of lined up and he's just still kind of sitting there, just kind of like twitching. And then like, uh, you know, protesters are yelling. There's one woman says like, what are you doing here? He looks at her and says, shut up, bitch. And the guy, I guess it was like her, her, her boyfriend or something, walked up and said, hey, man, fuck you. And the dude legit took his gun and he aimed it at the guy and he opened fire. Like not even like, it, obviously it was like a beanbag gun, but the fact that he was just that ready to go it's like, how do you let someone like this onto your police force? Is it there like seriously evaluation, like mental evaluation? Because he clearly would have failed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's insane because I posted on my story and my TikTok. You know, I just put the TikTok on the story. It was a picture of that George of the cop with George Floyd and everything. And I just simply said, this pisses me the fuck off. And I've ran and, you know, I've ran into situations where not not nearly that as bad, but I've ran into situations with cops where they're just complete assholes to you. Like I got pulled over one time and I handed him my license with my um, but my license was in my wallet. This is my first time getting pulled over, you know? So I just handed him my wallet. And he's like, I don't want your, f-. he's like, I don't want your wallet. Get your license out. And I'm just like, man, fuck you. And I didn't say that, but I was like, <laughs> but I was like being like completely calm and every, and everything. And he's like questioning me, like where I'm going. And like, I just hate that there's this mentality with cops. That's like, because I am the, the law, which you're not, no one is the law and no one is above the law. I can act like this because I have this confidence or more so this arrogance in knowing that, you know, these people can't really say or do much anything back. And I'm like getting them riled up and everything. And, you know, it pisses me off when I saw that video because you can look at the cop in the video and he's just like, oh, trying to be a tough guy. I just get up and it's like, dude, you are literally driving your knee into his fucking neck. Like he's not going to be able to get up. And and it cuts to this uh, part with Joe Swanson where he's talking to this one cop and he's, and this is like after a long family guy episode, but he goes like, oh, I remember this episode. Mm-hmm, and he's just like, you took an oath to serve, protect and enforce the law. That does not mean you are above it. You have a bigger obligation than any other human right now in this time to uphold the law and do what is right. Not be, not be lesser than the criminal right now. So do your job. And it's just like, that is very, that that's very true, which sometimes I like about Family Guy. Like they say some real shit in some of those episodes. That's kind of like satire, but it's like, yeah, no, dude, it's the fucking truth. And it's like the fact that like this cop had the audacity to say, get up, knowing the situation that this man was in is what pisses me off the most. And what pisses me off even more is that, there are other cops just like that. Like there's this video of a guy who literally has his hands like behind his head. Like he's just re- like, he's like, like the cop already has him at like taser point or something. 
And one of the cops like runs around the corner of the car and like literally like does this like flying sidekick right to his back. And they like literally grab him and like start beating him up. Like the guy literally doesn't do anything. Like he's just standing there. This cop comes around, does like this flying like street fighter kick to him. And then he's like, what the fuck? And then they literally like give him like this headlock shit and everything. And it's like, dude, like no, like I don't care if you're a cop or, you know, if you're the army I don't care who you are, Navy SEAL, whatever. Like, if a guy is surrendering in that position, is not attacking you back, that does not give you the right to attack said person. Dude, I've seen police officers, like, like a dude comes out with a freaking, like, machete, just swinging it, just swinging it away. I know this video. I know this video. They still find a way to just get one person, restrain him, and arrest him. Mm -hmm. But yet a guy with, like, his arms on top of his head... Or, like, even on the ground, like, handcuffed, can't move, still gets, like, eight police officers fearing for their lives and do, like, the weirdest shit. Like, I honestly don't understand why it takes, why they feel the need to have, like, six, seven police officers take out one person of color. Like, I've been through that. So, I'm going to tell you my uh, my police officer story because I got a ton, man. Like, this. Okay. This, my wife will tell you, this came out of a week where we literally got stopped by the police four times in one week. Mm-hmm. and. Uh, she was working, she was working for a Verizon and her job was just basically to like, you know, go door to door, like, you know, check to see if people like, uh, want to like get like a cable subscription with Verizon, you know, the usual yeah. shit. So, mm-hmm. And this was in Whittier. So like, she wasn't driving at the time. So I had to drive up and, you know, my and you were still in just, Compton at the time. I was still in Compton at the time. Mm-hmm. So, you know, drove her up to Whittier, like, you know, she gets out the car and I'm thinking like, okay, this is going to take a little bit. So I'm like, you know, sitting in the car, just chilling, watching Breaking Bad on my phone eating mm-hmm. snacks like it's whatever and also i will say like at the time i was working at disneyland mm-hmm. so i had like a ton of like disneyland costumes in my back seat like our uniforms mm-hmm. and so what ha- what ends up happening is i look up and i see a cop car uh parked right uh, parked in front of me mm-hmm. and i think nothing of it i'm like okay so cop park parked in front of me it's whatever two seconds later i get a knock on my driver's side window Mm -hmm. I was right there. And there's a cop car on the left of me. Then I check, I just casually check my rear view mirror. There's a cop car behind me. Jesus fuck. They literally put me in a box with their cop cars two two cops, a car to make sure I didn't get away. If I, if that's what I wanted to do. And so this guy, he was just kind of like, Hey man, like, we got, we got word that there's some robberies in this neighborhood. Like, would you know anything about that? And I was just like, no, like, I'm honestly just sitting here waiting for my girlfriend. Like, um, is there, did somebody like call me? Did somebody call something on me? Like, I can move. Like, if this is a problem, if this is a private house or whatever, mm-hmm. I can move. And he just goes, nah, man, like, it's not that. It's not that. We just need to uh, check to see what you're doing, man. Like, did you see anything? I'm like, no, I didn't, I didn't see anything. And he's looking at my car, like, literally got his head in my window and he goes, Yo, are you living in your car right now? Because he sees all the snacks, he sees mm-hmm. all the costumes. And I'm like, no, I work at Disneyland. He goes like, oh, oh, so you work at Disneyland. Hot shot. Okay. So he goes, so you ever been to prison? I said, no. He goes, you sure? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, can I see your ID? I was like, yeah, sure. I got nothing high. Like, he mm-hmm. goes, so if I look at this, last chance, if I look at this, it will say that you've never been to prison. And I'm like, bro, check it right now. I will check it with you. And he looked mm-hmm. at me and said, don't get smart with me. I'm like, all right. So they asked me to get out of the car. 
And then he was like, so what if I search your trunk right now? Will I find something in your trunk? And I was just, dude, like, I'll open the trunk for you. I know you need a warrant for that, but I'll mm-hmm. open the trunk for you. Like, I have nothing to hide. And mind you, I'm talking to two of them at once. The other four are just staring at me intensely, like, mm-hmm. just, like, kind of waiting for me to do something. Other guys running the, uh, running the ID, what I did know was that one of the cops went ahead and they stopped my girlfriend, my, my now wife, stopped her just as she was leaving a house and was questioning her as well, right? And this is where the whole story gets really fucked up. So when they checked my, when they checked my trunk, they found nothing. The dude was like, oh yeah, man, you know, it's just something that we have to do. Like we have to like check everybody because like there's been break-ins and da, 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 da. The other cop looked at me and said, nah, fuck that. We stopped you because you were black in a predominantly white and Mexican neighborhood. And I was like, say that again. I said, say, say that again. I need to make sure I heard what I heard was right. And he said, we stopped you because you were black in a predominantly white and Mexican neighborhood. How would you feel if a white person was walking in Compton because he looked at my ID? And I said, I wouldn't think anything of that. <laughs> I like, why would I? And he goes like, I'm just saying, man, it looks weird. It looks really weird. And I'm just like, so I can't go where I want to go because I'm black? And he goes, I'm not saying that. You're saying that. I'm just saying it looks weird. And so I was like, you know what, man? It's all good. My grandmother told me about cops like you. Like, are we done here? Can I Can I go? He's like, yeah, yeah, whatever. You're free to go. So the cops finally leave. Uh, my girlfriend, now wife, gets in the car. And legit, bro, I kid you not like i really wanted to cry at that moment because she was like oh yeah the cop stopped me because he said like there's been some break-ins he wanted to know if i saw anything and i said nah that's not the reason one of them told me the real reason and she looked at me like what (laughs) and i'm just i still think about that to this day dude like i still think about that like the fact they called six police officers three cars on a dude who's literally just in his car watching breaking bad casually like, I, like, bro, I will never forget that. So when people look at me and they tell me that, oh, yeah, man, like, cops are just doing their jobs. Like, you just look suspicious. No, no, no. I'm like, nah, man. Like, I've been told to my face. Like, you cannot tell me. You cannot tell me that this isn't real. You can't tell me that racism isn't real. Like, you can't tell me that this system is rigged against us already. You know, like, ever since that moment, like, anybody, any person who tries to tell me differently, I'm like, man, fuck that. Has this ever happened to you? Like, if it has... And you still think that you're fucking delusional. You know what I'm saying? So, and I got tons of stories like that, man. man mind you, that was like probably the second time we got stopped that week. So, it was wild. Bro, that's, that's actually fucked up. Like, on some different levels shit. And, you know, I, I don't know. I, I think what makes it more fucked up is that this is a cop that's supposed to enforce what we call justice and truth. Because I've had people, you know, not as much recently... Grant, mind you, like I'm only 18, but I've had people, especially when I was uh, younger at the time, and you know, the, these kids at the time probably don't really understand what racism is, and they may even get it from their parents. Like when I went, went to private school for some time, you know, I had people like straight up walk up to me just out of the blue. Like literally, I would be sitting down, and I was a typically a very quiet, shy kid. I spoke my mind, but I was pretty quiet and really kept to myself for some time. Literally just have people walk up to you and be like, you look fucking stupid. And it's like, why? It's because it's because of how like my nose doesn't like have a ridge, you know, it's flat between the eyes or it's like because your eyes are like 
squinted or squinted more than usual. And like, I literally have had kids walk up and just be like, Matt, you're ugly. Or like, dude, you look fucking stupid. And I'm just like, like, I'm almost dumbfounded at like how someone can make like that much of a judgment call, especially at that time. Yeah. And and I and I got beat up at my I got beat up at my birthday at like my fifth or sixth birthday party by like three other kids because I was Asian. Like oh, no. I think one of them tried to speak like some I think I think one of them was like actually Mexican, which is even the crazier thing. And what they weren't all white. I think two of them were white. One of them was Mexican, and he just like said, Ew, you're not Mexican. And I remember I like pushed him to the ground because that like pissed me off. And he just had his three buddies gain up on me. Literally no, beat me up, and I don't, I don't, under, I don't understand. Maybe, shoot, maybe he wanted to be white. You know, he had three white friends. Maybe he picked up something. You know, maybe he forgot. Man, it's like, <laughs> it's like Alan. Like, like what annoys me is that like I had this kid at the time. We were talking about racism because we were reading To Kill a Mockingbird in English class, and I don't know how I didn't go off on this kid one day. I think it was because I knew him. But he was making a, a a call when it came to cops and everything about like cops being racist and like how it doesn't really exist. And I remember specifically in that quote, he basically uh, stated that it's like racism isn't really that much of a thing anymore in America. This was in eighth grade. This was in sophomore junior year. And I don't know how I didn't go off on him. All I said was I I, I lean over my desk. You know, I'm kind of like a one man army here, and I, and I just say, you know. Come growing up in experience, it it still exists. So I'm gonna say it doesn't. It, it it may not be. You may not think it's as heavy as it was before, but it still definitely does exist. I don't know how I did not go off on that kid, but I simply just said, from personal experience, it still exists. And you know, it it doesn't even like make me angry or sad. It just makes me like confused why we still make those judgment calls and. here's the thing like when it comes to certain judgment calls like obviously we're like we're people and we judge things that's just how we like see the world right we just judge things but it's just like there's there's a point when you're judging something like that split second when you just kind of go like oh well i'm being an asshole or i'm being stupid or i'm being racist and you stop that you cut that shit out right like Mm -hmm. because you know racism is so prevalent that we're kind of like bred in it and we make we even make jokes about it like even mm-hmm. without it subconsciously so like in your head it's important to stop those things before it even happens but then you have those people who like think it and they say like yeah that's a good thought that's great like i'm gonna i'm gonna say this out loud and no th- and those are the type of people that i just can't stand where it's like you really think like that it that that was okay this is probably like racism i'm not like trying to make a one-to-one comparison but race being a racist is like so forbidden and so like has such negative connotations behind it and rightfully so you can you can almost equate it to like being a pedophile right Mm -hmm. where it's like you don't accept that shit you don't you don't accept that you're not gonna see it there's no justification for it there's no like well hold on let me just say my piece no it's wrong Mm -hmm. and the fact that people think that it's not and they want to carry on with something that they know is damn near universally wrong it just it baffles me like i was i was freaking watching uh uh black Klansmen, mm-hmm. and 
what amazed me in that movie was like just the, the casual racism, just the fact that five white guys are sitting like at a in a living room mm-hmm. and they're like getting served milk and cookies by their by their lovely wives and they're just sitting here saying like, oh yeah, like those those niggers over there are just horrible. Like they, they mm-hmm. need to go back and like go back to Africa and chuck their spears. And I'm just thinking to myself like, if a racist was watching this movie right now, these guys are clearly the bad guys. They're clearly... <laughs> Mm-hmm. The ne- it's a negative approval but do you watch that and you just go like yeah they're the hero like you know it just huh <laughs> it's it's insane that you know um people think it's gone down like like it really it's probably just not like it may not be as explicitly shown because we don't have signs up in restaurants now that say no blacks allowed or we don't have separate but equal fucking treatment like uh, we did back uh, during when we were trying to start a civil rights movement movement or when your kind was, you know, but like, it's, it's like, it's still, it's still definitely there, you know, and it's more than just like judging like a race or a minority, like in the moment and like not treating giving them say uh, equal treatment. It's, it's the same thing with like fucking, um, <sighs> like like interracial couples or like shit like that you know it's just insane yeah man it's like it's funny because uh when you think back to like back in the day i was actually talking to my grandmother uh, earlier today and it was uh she's 60 i want to say she's 68 she's 68 i think she's closer to 70 but the fact that she's like looking at all this happening right now and she's saying, like, even like after the whole like Rodney King thing happened, mm-hmm. it was nothing. It was like it was nothing like this. Like this is widespread. Like the Watts riot was a very bad riot that happened in Watts, but this is like nationwide. And the reason is because this has been happening for decades and decades and decades. Th- that's and what surprises me the most. It's like we've seen this before. Like we have literally caught this on video before. And like we've seen it in real life. It's just this one uh, situation I feel like in particular is getting most of the attention now all of a sudden. You know? And, and, and it's like and I like the most frustrating thing I keep seeing in like comments are oh, how come nobody's uh I don't know what's the big deal every time like a black person gets killed by the police officer. This happens to everybody. And I'm like it happens to people, yes, but if there's statistics that show that it happens more to blacks, and it has been happening to blacks since fucking slavery, like it's been it's been happening and it keeps fucking happening. And just because like some white people may die under their watch, it's wrong for sure. But I hate that they use like the unfortunate death of a white person by the hands of police to discredit why black people are getting. Uh, this media attention because think about it. I hate it when like somebody kept bringing up this guy named uh, Tony Tempa man who was also killed by the police when um I think uh I think it was like a rant not the same thing not the neck thing but he was like strangled or something he died in their custody mm-hmm. but all the the media is portraying is like this big mystery because apparently like he called the police officers on himself uh obviously the guy was like mentally ill he was drinking before that and they said that he died of like he could have died of like uh, the drugs that he was on while in custody. But the whole point is, it's like a mystery, right? But the fact that he died under like police custody, everyone's saying like, oh well, what about Tony Tempa? Like that happened last year and it didn't get any media coverage and da 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 da. I'm like, bro, we just lost Ahmad Aubrey, 
Mm-hmm. Like we just lost Amon Aubrey. A woman just got shot in Texas in her own home. Mm-hmm. Then you have what's happening with George Floyd, who gets on camera murdered in front of everyone's eyes. And yet you want to bring up Tony Tempa because he's white and because he died to like, there's a bigger issue here. Like that's unfortunate. And I hate the fact that they're using that as a point of argument, like an unfortunate circuit. You shouldn't do that. Like, mm-hmm. Don't use somebody's death to prop up like, oh, well, all lives matter, you know, like and that it just doesn't make sense. And like, yeah, it's it's like when people are saying or like going against, well, why are you saying like black lives matter? Are you saying only black lives matter? It's like, no, we're saying black lives should have the equal amount of justice and fair treatment as all the other races or all the other lives. We're not saying it's predominantly better or it should or it's special we're just saying it should have equal treatment if we wanted to say that black lives are better than the other lives we would say it would be called black lives are better Mm -hmm. like just simple as that like like black lives better lives some of that you know something something like that like i don't work in advertising or anything Mm -hmm. but it's it's just it's, it's it's just i from this i've been seeing like the best explanations for like our well the best arguments against people who say all lives matter and one of which was saying like, uh, I think it was Michael Che, Michael Che from Saturday Night Live. And he was saying like, oh, yeah, they can't they can't say that uh, black lives don't matter. Nah, they got to sneak and say all lives matter. And like, that's OK. Semantics, whatever. Mm-hmm. It was like, OK, think about this then. Think about if your wife comes up to you and says, hey, honey, do you love me? And I go, do I love you? Mm-hmm. Maybe I love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I, love all, I love the whole human race Every I love everyone and I'm just like yo that right there is such like a perfect like summation of what people are saying when they say all lives matter it's like you have a burning house and you say like hey we need to go save that house and this person whose house isn't burning is perfectly fine goes well what about my house I that saw person? that it's, it's like yeah but your house is not the one on fire motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like I wonder if people are seeing this and they're just still going, nope, nope, all lives matter. Because, like, it's just like, it's it's so easy to understand. And the fact that you could tell somebody this and they still just go, well, I'm just saying like all lives matter. What do you mean by that? Like, what what do you mean? Why do you feel the need to say that? You know, it's like, it's a protest to my protest. Black Lives Matter simply means stop killing us. Yeah, it's, you know? It's fucking insane, and the thing about it, man, I just had this this thought in my head, is that in the end, all be all, I do not want to cause a... I, I said this on my story recently, and on TikTok, I said, I do not want there... I do not want to start a race war in the comments on my Instagram page, but I don't know what really to say without offending someone. So the simple thing I was able to say was, if you are a follower of mine, if you hate my content, if you love my content, understand that I do not give one flying fuck what your race is. I don't care if you're black. I don't care if you're Hispanic. I don't care if you're white. Hell, my parents are white, and I'm not lying about that, you know? Like... To me, it truly does not matter because I don't believe in like laying some sort of race color thing. Like like I said, when people have called me, you're stupid looking or you're ugly. I don't, you know, that doesn't, that literally does not process through my mind how someone 
like yeah, like says that, you know. <laughs> and what do you what do you feel? How do you feel about the? <laughs> Hi. Say hello. 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 We give you some screen time. <laughs> yeah, she she has a lot to say about the matter as well. Uh, oh man, um, dude, uh, and like just just oh, like man. just in general, um, like sending like you know thoughts and um good vibes towards you for raising a child during this time. You know, I can only yeah, imagine. Here's the thing, like I. I used to think that having a, a boy would be like the worst thing, but they're it's not they're not even just they're not even targeting just boys now. Mm-hmm. Like it's not even just boys. Like now, like I'm gonna have to worry about her going out and her being perceived as a threat. Now it's not even like her going out. Like what if somebody comes in? Like somebody murdered a young woman in her own house. So like it do honestly, it's it's been weighing like really heavy on me. Like it's been like really hard to like even work. Mm-hmm. I've been working hard like all week and I have like so many deadlines to meet. But to be honest, man, like a couple times I just thought about saying like, look, I, guys can't do it. Can't do it right now. Like I got so like I can't, I went out to Walgreens and I really had this thought like I might not come back. Like, or I might mm-hmm. like a police might break in my window or something like that, you know, or somebody might come into my house uh, while I'm gone. You know, it's just, there's so many things to think about. But at the same time, man, like I'm just over here saying, like I gotta keep grinding, and I don't know what that even means, but it like comforts me. Mm-hmm. Like maybe I can, if I keep grinding, maybe something will happen. Maybe we might find some somewhere better, like be better. I don't know, but it's it's a it's really people. I've had like a couple people reach out to me like via text message or DMs and say like, hey man, how are you doing? And I'm just, it's a hard question to answer because it's mm-hmm. like obviously emotionally. I'm not okay. Physically, I'm fine. Mm-hmm. But in terms, like, because you know, I got I got good shit happening right now in my life. Like, um, looking at looking at some good things happening with work. Like, I'm excited about projects that are happening. Like, mm-hmm. TikTok is really doing really well. Like, had a live stream yesterday that went really well. But then, like, you look, then you get reminded and you get snapped back to reality of what's going on. And I'm just like, am I okay? Is is everything okay? I don't think so. Um, and another part of me just wants to like go out and loot and break shit as well because like yeah. I'm tired. Like in all honesty, bro, I'm just tired. You know, I'm tired of this the same thing happening. And I feel like by me being in this house, I'm not doing my part. You know, that's why like the last couple videos that I put out, like I put out a Black Klansman video. I put out that one about Cornbread, Earl and Me, mm-hmm. which are two movies that pretty much are talking about two things that, uh, the things that we're dealing with right now. And I feel like, okay, that's my part. Like I can use my platform to kind of like get some aggression out, talk about it, like whatever. That doesn't involve me like destroying my city or like uh, breaking shit. But I still want to break shit. Like, like, it, it's it's easy for me to break stuff right now because this country does not feel like home. Like I, I feel like they haven't treated us like this has been our home forever. Yeah, man. And you know, this is like one of those moments like in life right now where it's hard for a lot of people. Cause I don't like staying silent about it either. 
because it's not, and it, I hate to say this, but it's because, you know, I am not in your position. As an Asian male, an Asian grown male, I'm not in your position, and I can't, you know, say, like, I understand what it's like, I understand what it's like to have racism, to be in a racist, uh, like, environment. But not, but it's not the same towards someone who is black, you know, and that's the same struggle, but it's a different struggle. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like we we both know what racism feels like. We both know what it feels like to walk into a room and have like eyes on you, and like those eyes are just like judging you in like the most negative way. Like all these different perceptions. Like we both understand that. We both could feel that. But in terms of like like what's happening specifically with like blacks right now. Uh, I can't, I don't know. I don't know if I can equate that to like what's happened to like uh, Hispanics or Asians or other people. It mm -hmm. seems like this is a specific thing to tear down the black community to like legit, like wipe us out. Like I really feel like the black community is hunted. Like I really mm -hmm. feel like it's hunted. Like every, uh, every like I feel like the black community is hunted, and then all other races are just kind of like, uh, they're hunted as well. But it's like bonus points. The okay. yeah, the heaviness is not the same. Yeah, if that and makes I, I, sense, I don't know if that's you know. No, like like that's like one of the points I try to make, which is like when I did that story and everything, and like that TikTok, it's like. I don't want to start a race war and I didn't want to say shit like I'm saying right now because it's like, I don't know how people are going to perceive that. But I feel like the best thing I could have said in that moment was simply that was, you know, the biggest thing I said was that the people that are experiencing because racism, you know, really leads to one big thing and it's some sort of ignorance and hatred usually. Yeah. And I said that hate, like just from personal experience, you know, going through some shit, hate, aggression, anger is something that can be very, very addicting. Like it, it's one hell of a drug that, you know, you do not understand until like you really start feeling it. And I said, like from personal experience, it can be very, very addicting. But the thing is that the people that are usually going that have that much hate in their heart to do the shit that has been going on lately, no matter what race or or like type of person or background you come from, the people with the most hate in their lives are usually the ones that get neglected the most when it comes to love, empathy, and sympathy and understanding. When in reality, they're the ones who usually need it the most in that moment, as crazy as that sounds. And, and you know, versus like when it comes to ignorance, it's like, we're talking at each other where we are not talking with each other. We are talking at another person. We need to talk with the other human being. And in my position, you know, like getting back to things, it's like, I felt like that's the best thing I can say during this time to not completely be silent, but to like somehow make a point. Cause it's like, no one is spreading love at this point. No one is spreading positivity or words of encouragement. Yeah. And there's it's always more room for that. Yeah. And like, that's why I, I really appreciate people who like really do like kind of like reach out. I've had, like I said, I've had like three, four people reach out to me and just kind of be like, yo, man, like, and not black either. Like mm -hmm. they just say like, yo, 
I'm not black, but I, I'm here with you. Like, I see you. Like, if you want to talk, I'll listen. And even even if they don't even have the answers, like, I, like, I just want to know if, like, people understand. Like, one of my friends, her name is, uh, her name is Sam. She's a very mm-hmm. dear friend of mine. And she hit me up and she was just kind of like, hey, like, I just want to be an ally. You let me know, like, wh- how you're feeling, when you're feeling it. And... Like just like just to let you know, like I hear you, like I'm right here, and uh, I'm I apologize for everything that is happening to you and your brothers and your sisters, your family. Like I apologize for that, and the fact that she didn't try to like sit there and try and come up with uh, a way to like stop it or a way that like she can change the environment. Like I don't need you to change the environment. The fact that you recognize what's happening that is a change in the environment in the world. That's like a, that's like a shift in energy that like, I'm happy to see is happening. And even if it's just one person, like I'm cool with that. I can look at you and be like, there's no animosity here. There's no, and the fact that you're not staying silent, like, cause this is cliche, but by staying silent, you're making a point. You're choosing mm-hmm. a side, even by staying silent. It's, it's definitely not saying that you're siding with us, you know, mm-hmm. siding with me. You're just kind of, just want to be on the sideline, wait till this all blows over. But in all honesty, we've been waiting for this to blow over for 400 years, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, and it's still as strong as ever. So it's just, I know how it feels when somebody doesn't want to have that conversation. And when other people just want to like, you know, just put their hand on your shoulder and say like, Hey, I got you. Mm-hmm. Like one of the toughest times when this happened was when I was working uh, at Disneyland and I'm not going to name this person, but I remember specifically, like I walked out and obviously Disneyland, they want you to be smiling and happy and everything. When mm-hmm. I believe at the time they should have let all of their black employees like stay home, to be honest. This was like, this was like right after I want to say, uh, it wasn't Travion Martin. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, Gardner. It was Eric Gardner. Okay. And I remember like I walked into work and I was just not feeling work, but I couldn't call out. So I was just kind of like, I was in there and I was not cheery and I'm a cheery guy. And, uh, this girl walks up to me and she's just saying, she's white. And she's just kind of like, Hey, how are you doing? And I say, honestly, I'm not doing great. Like, I'm not fine. Like I'm, I'm afraid I'm scared. I'm pissed off. Uh, I don't know. And I told her straight up, like, I don't know if I, if I'm even going to come home tonight. And Mm -hmm. she looked at me and said, Oh, I'm sorry. And walked away. And I was just like, you're not, and mind you, she was like my lead on the floor. So like her job is to make sure Mm -hmm. that everybody's like at least doing okay. And if they're not, then, you know, do something Mm -hmm. to fix it. But instead she just kind of like froze up. And I understand she was afraid. I admittedly probably laid a lot on her. Mm -hmm. But part of me was just thinking like, are you not conscious of what's going on right now? Are you in a fucking bubble Mm-hmm. Like, is it so far removed from your fucking perfect little world that when somebody drops this on you, you're just like, or, and you didn't even follow up either. Like, I understand, like, at the time, like, yeah, it might have been a lot or whatever, but the fact that, you know, when you asked me, how am I doing? I actually thought you cared, you know? Like, yeah. I, don't do talk, I don't do the small talk shit. I don't do the, like, how are you doing? I'm fine. How are you? Like, I expect you to actually want to know how I'm doing and I will tell you but the fact you just probably expected to get a half-assed answer but got the real answer and still we're just like shit (laughs) well okay and then didn't even bother to follow up after that I was just kind of like 
That's all right. You know, that's real shit in the workforce. You know, uh, it like like uh, from someone who studies business and everything. It's been that environment. Um, managers, business owners, fuck up that area way too often. Mm. And then they get, and then they wonder why their employees aren't good or aren't coming into work as much. Well, <laughs> take a look no, at, take a look I'm at how you're running the floor. Dude, I'm not even going to lie to you. Like I'm, this thing is so heavy right now. Like I don't know if I can come into work tomorrow. I don't know. Uh, which admittedly it, it sucks because like I have a partner and like, you know, I never want to leave like my partners hanging, but, and that's the thing I'm constantly fighting to like take a day for like my mental health and then not be the one who's like seen as using it as an excuse to like not work. And it's like, nah, man, this is, this is real. It's real. Like I can't escape it. Like even if I turned off all the news, the fact that I know it's out there and it's still happening, it's heavy you know and it just it just sucks because like especially like any black shout out to any black people who are like working excuse me in a a predominantly like white american jobs or corporate jobs or just any type of job and this stuff is going on but you have to work to like keep putting food on the table and you feel like you can't um freely express yourself for fear of like you know alienating somebody and making all this black person um, black people problems you know no it's like People need to know that what's happening is serious. And even if you're not out there protesting, I guarantee you, if you're black, this affects you. Like it, For it, sure. it affects your mindset. It affects your state of mind. It, it affects your family. It affects how you see the fucking world. It even affects like whether you can even think you can live in this country anymore. Like, bro, I thought about leaving the country multiple times during this whole thing, you know? Yeah, um, man. But obviously I can't. Shit, if I had the money, I probably would have said, like, you know what? Canada. We're going to, we're going to Canada, the nicest place on the fucking planet. But, hey. <sighs> yeah, man. I mean, God, this is, Matt, um, I, I think the best thing that I want to be able to say right now is just, like, I... Uh, Sorry, I'm just trying to come up with the right uh, wording for this. Um, Take your time. Man, sorry to the folks on podcasts. This is, this is an awkward no, silence. Um, it's heavy shit, man. What you guys are hearing are the ruminations and the rattling of the mind. I mean, none of this is like, we're not like bullshitting you. Like, this is all like real. This is a very explicit talk right now. Um, yeah. I'm going to just be uh, straight up M100 with you because I don't know how else to say this. You've only know you've only known me like personally like as an actual person for like not even like maybe 2 weeks. Yeah. You know. You got closer people to you and I know that, but shit man, uh, because I can only imagine how heavy this is for you right now. And after listening, it's like Shit, man, if you just need to talk, dude, like, I'm literally only a phone call or text away. Thanks, man. Uh, Seriously, that, like I said, that, 
goes a long way. And it seems small, right? Like it mm-hmm. seems small just to like say that. But I like, you know, again, I've only known you for like two weeks, but like, you know, we've had long conversations in those two. We've had hour long conversations. Like this conversation right now is going on for an hour and a half right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is a heavy conversation. This type of shit bonds people. You know what I'm saying? So like, I know half of me is just venting, but the other part is like just very comfortable. Cause again, there are people who've like reached out to me that like, I just straight up told them like, I don't know how I'm feeling right now and I couldn't process it. And I guess this conversation is helping me like process this whole thing. Mm-hmm. But dude, like I just, I just really want to get the word out there that guys like call your black friends, text your black friends. Like these, we're going through something right now. This country is going through something right now. Even if, even like if you're not black, like this affects you and sometimes everybody has an opinion on it like mm-hmm. it's not like when um it's not like during the hong kong for uh protesters and like that thing is like so far away and it's so removed from like american culture and american life to where you just feel like oh yeah that over there is happening like no now it's here on our shores mm-hmm. what was happening then what was happening then is happening right now outside our door so you have to have some type of opinion on it. And one of those opinions have to be, what am I going to do? Like one of those thoughts you have to have is like, how, how is like my black friends? If you don't have any black friends, then I don't know. Maybe that's a conversation you need to have with yourself or God. I don't know. But I'm just rambling now because. No, dude, you're good. Yeah, man. I'm. It's just, I feel, I feel like I have a lot to say about it and I can go on for days. But at the same time, I'm just like, like, again, I'm tired, dude. Like, I'm just, I'm tired. Like, it's seen, I remember 2016 was like the fucking worst year. And 2020 just came in and said, hold my goddamn beer. This is, this is. (laughs) (laughs) That's a, that's a sentence for the year. Oh my gosh. Like, I never, and here's the thing, when it comes to New Year's, like, I hate when people say like, New Year, New Me. I'm like, how is a year supposed to determine who you are? Like, just keep trying to be the best you you can be the year doesn't matter it's just a construct that somebody made up one day but now 2020s proved it wrong it's like yeah man like we're gonna come out the gate we're gonna kill kobe Bryant. we're gonna fucking release this new virus it's just we're gonna fuck it up <laughs> we're gonna kill george and man uh i can't even i can't even hmm Dude, I don't even know what going to the movies is like anymore. Like, <laughs> like that's the first. Everybody's like, I'm gonna go to the club. Oh yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go call up that girl. But no, I'm gonna first thing I'm gonna do when this whole thing lifts is go to a movie theater. Because let me tell you, man, I've been in a fucking bubble in my house, and like, I feel like as soon as I walk out like protest is going to happen or cop is going to stop me or like now at this mm-hmm. point, like I'm like, can I walk, can I walk out? Can I walk? Is it safe to walk out right now? You know, it's mm-hmm. just, again, I'm rambling. No, um, dude. I mean, you're rambling. fine. But to be honest, man, like I have to go put my daughter in the bath and get her ready for bed. Mm-hmm. And then I actually have to do some like work, work with my partner. He's been on the road today. So the latest we can do is 11 and my daughter takes like an hour to go to sleep. So, um i gotta i gotta cut this short but as always we should definitely do this again for sure great conversation we're definitely gonna do this again hopefully unless it's needed again um 
unless we really actually need to talk about something that's going on in the world, hopefully something that is more <laughs> positive. Yeah, you know, which is kind of funny because the intention for this podcast was originally to talk about like what what we had left off on last time, but like <laughs> took a twist. Yeah, but I'm I'm glad that we talked about because what's going on right now does need to be talked about. Absolutely, and I'm you know the last time we did this, like the world was so much different. It was so different, <laughs> and it really was. <laughs> how things could just switch so fast so fast and i think like you know had we like try to try to stay on track with what we were talking about last time i think like it probably would have been doing a disservice to like ourselves and like our platform honestly um honestly really uh would have which you know is glad which is why i'm glad you know we actually like legit like talking that talked about this shit We're we're kind of live. I'll so, I'll start the live stream soon, sometime. There we go. Um, my, the last guest I had on said uh, he I should start wearing these more often. So oh, shoot, I like that. <laughs> it, it's uh, dude, it's fucking awesome. I I have a Batman one too. It's from it's like that Kevlar shit he has on in the uh, the Dark Knight. But yeah, it, yeah. but it's like a compression shirt. It, I I literally look like I have half of Tom Holland's Stark suit on. So, is it just a shirt or is it full body? It's just a shirt. You can get uh, compression leggings with it too, though. I know. So, mm-hmm. but I keep seeing those on my Instagram, but I always forget. Um, I don't forget, but I always just go like, oh, I'll probably buy it next time. I'll probably buy it next time. Mm-hmm. But I'm gonna have to get one of those, man. That looks pretty sweet. Oh, dude, it's awesome it, because it, it it works just like any other compression shirt, you know, because like. You, you know they're tight and everything but it keeps you warm in the winter and everything it ke- but it's not like so overbearingly hot when you're like doing cardio or something so like you know it just helps and it, it prevents you from like being slippery and everything with the sweat so they're, they're pretty awesome okay for sure i'm gonna have to check that out but plus it would it would encourage me to kind of like work out more i've been kind of like Sleeping on my workouts. I know you be working out a lot, though. I can tell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay, I need to catch up. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 fine. You got you gotta be careful with the sites that you go on because uh, all these sites will run like their own Instagram and Facebook ads, and like, uh-huh. it's not that I don't think all a majority of the sites aren't like trustworthy, but like just so many of them are like selling like the similar thing, you know. So you just gotta kind of gotta be careful with it. Cause, okay, that makes sense. I mean, I, I've gotten burned on some of those things before, so mm-hmm. uh, I, I, I found a uh, Infinity Gauntlet that I was like, "Oh, this looks rad! Like, I'm gonna get this. I'm gonna like put it up in my cases over here." And then I got it, and it was like rubber. It was like a rubber Infinity Gauntlet with like uh, Christmas lights on the on the knuckles. Oh, dude, case. that's it's like you got ripped off on eBay or something. Like the pic, like I know, like I should have read the description, but you know, it didn't have a description. It was just like, oh yeah, like limited edition Infinity Gauntlet, and it looked so clean in the photo. Like it looked all metallic. I could see my reflection from the reflection, and I was just like, oh yeah, I'm getting that. I'm getting that. And then it came. I was super excited. But then you know, when you get the bag, and the bag wasn't solid, I was like, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> 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 like a shirt, <laughs> like underwear. 
<laughs> and I opened it. I was like, yeah, I'm disappointed. It's now it's my daughter's now. It's in her play. It's in her play chest. And I got the uh, the nano gauntlet. I see that right there. Yeah. yeah, man. So it's you know you win and you lose. It's, mm-hmm. it's fine. <laughs> yeah, you gotta be. You just gotta be careful with that shit, dude. Because. You know, with how big of a fan base Marvel has, especially um, with their merchandise, it's like, bro, anyone's gonna try to knock some, n- knock some BS off to um, make a quick uh, couple bucks, you know? Oh, absolutely! I even uh, I did the same thing with a uh, Captain America shield. It's not, it's still good. It's still like cool for cosplay purposes, mm-hmm. but um, it wasn't anywhere near the quality like I was expecting. I, I was expecting like. Not movie quality, but like damn near. Like mm-hmm. it would make people go like whoa when they see it. And instead I got it and I was just kinda like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't a whoa, but I was like, it's not bad though. You you were like, we're gonna try to be a half glass full kind of person here right now. <laughs> exactly. Like it's not terrible, but it's not what I expected. But it could be worse. It could be rubber, you know, it could be could be paper or something it could be hold on hold on i gotta check hold up i'm gonna put my uh broadcasting sign up right now oh shoot oh shoot i should have one of those but you know i don't have a lot of space in my in my place so everything's just kind of open yeah i mean it's literally a piece of um notebook paper i just wrote very um scribble like in pen do not disturb (laughs) just that's the budget that's the budget right there there you go man Pretty soon you'll get a uh, you'll get the LED there. Uh, yeah, don't disturb sign up there. We're mo- we're moving closer to it. Mm-hmm. With every with every podcast, we're moving closer. That's the thing, man. Is um you know because I record down in my basement. You know what studio I do have, which is really just this mic and this laptop, and um you know and all the shit <laughs> I use um on the laptop because this is going to be maybe episode eighteen, I think, for the okay. podcast, and so. Which I'm happy about because that's more consistent than what I've seen a lot of people do. That they may get out like two episodes and then they're like, never hear from them ever again. <laughs> well, well, luckily that's not happening with us. This is like our second episode, so hopefully we can. I can be like a recurring character on your. For sure, man. For yeah, sure. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Because I just had a a couple come on. The they uh, are out in Vegas. Yeah, and like they have a TikTok too. That's how I met them. And you know that they're, they're everything. They're, they're really more into anime and DC, but TikToks um, are mm-hmm. anime wise at least. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know they're they're a great couple. I feel like one day maybe I can like do this massive podcast episode where I have like all the people I I have met like outside of St. Louis and maybe like tiktokers and like just get them in on like one zoom meeting or something i don't know it'd be insane that'd be pretty that'd be pretty rad man like i already uh already like kind of got like a group going with some guys talking about starting a podcast with just like anime tiktokers now i love anime but i don't consider myself like as diehard as they are Mm -hmm. like i I watch like a lot of the mainstream ones i have like a little bit of uh you know I don't know if you can call them indie, but just like other lesser known ones that I watch that other people put me on to. But I haven't watched like the big ones like Naruto. I haven't watched Bleach. I haven't watched. Uh, I just started Hunter x Hunter. Yeah. I, I just started. I mean, I'm only on episode two and I started it like two weeks ago. And um, yeah, but they, they're thinking about like hopping on and like doing something like that. I'm, I'm like, oh, that's pretty rad. Like people like Misu Shogun, uh, Travis the Sibling, uh, Goofy Wise, you know, like, you know, them cats. 
And I'm mm. like, why do you guys want? I, I do movies. This is this is completely different, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it, yeah. Anime is one of those things where like, yeah, you know, I I I respect the its own community because they have some pretty diehard fans. It was one of those things I was just never really able to get into. I tried I tried Naruto. I Attack on Titan. I tried um, Dragon Ball Z and everything, and it was just like. I don't know if it was n- not so much of the artwork, but just, I guess, more of like, I guess, the dialogue from most of the characters, how they would say things and everything. And I didn't. And it's rare for me to like really sit down, like even for like a foreign film and like read the subtitles. Like I only did that for one film, I think. And that was or no, it was two films. It was the Beasts of the Southern Wild and it was um, City of God, which uh uh, I don't know if you've ever seen Save Guy, but it's a proud, it's a one. Yeah. It, oh, great! It, it's a great foreign film, you know. But oh, um, absolutely, you I'm know, I get my friend to watch that for a minute, and they were just ignoring me on it. And then finally, uh, I can't remember who finally convinced them to watch it, but they ended up watching it without me. And I'm just like, "Well, you sons of bitches!" Like, <laughs> I was on this train first, and I was trying to sit us down to watch it. And everybody, like, oh yeah, man, City of God's great. I'm like, "Fuck you!" Like. <laughs> <laughs> We tried to sit down and you guys weren't paying attention. Like, fuck. Oh, uh, man. Yeah. yeah. And, like... Uh, speaking of, I'm sorry. I was like, I just watched Burning. Like, I just watched... Netflix. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's on uh, Netflix. And it's, that's a foreign language film. I think it's a, it's Korean. Mm-hmm. And it has a Steven Yoon in it. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, I got, like... It's funny. I got, like, multiple requests to watch that. And I was watching it. And I don't... I didn't understand the hype. Like, I didn't understand, like, what was so great about it like i got it like the craft in the film is is pretty good like the shots are you know pretty beautiful like the uh, story progresses very slowly like very very slowly and i know that's all by design but i was just kind of thinking to myself like are they trying to set a character up and i'm not trying to spoil it because you know if you want to watch it for yourself you can but mm-hmm. like are they setting this character up to be like this ambiguous mysterious person but like off jump i'm like this fucker's up to no good. <laughs> you know, the whole movie just trying to tell you like he may or may not be, and I'm just like, nope, he's up to no like no like I don't understand why this is a mystery. And it was it was like oh yeah, it's classified as a mystery thriller, but I wasn't thrilled. The mystery was already like blown by the, the time the character just shows up, and I'm just like, all right, so let's see where this goes. Maybe there's some like twists, and there's some kind of like reveals in there that make you go, hmm. But at the end of the day, like it's you know, kind of what we talked about last time, like movies like Citizen Kane is that you can watch it and appreciate like what people like about it. It's just depending on your own personal preference. Hugh's acting in it is amazing though. Like, yeah, I don't know what, I don't know what it is about him speaking Korean and it just elevates his acting so much (laughs) because I just recently saw Akja and he was a, you know, bilingual in that as well. And I was just like, Yo, I've been watching him on Walking Dead for like ten years, and he, he was nowhere near this level of acting when he was speaking English. So I don't know. I don't. I don't know what it is. But maybe I don't know. You know, I think what they call it, uh, the French is uh, like the language of romance or something. Is that it? And maybe um, I don't know. Maybe it's a transitioning to Korean now, or maybe you can try. Uh, maybe Korean is the new uh, love language, ladies and gentlemen. Or maybe, oh, yeah, oh uh, yeah, Korean. I never would have thought that. Like, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how to speak it. Maybe I should learn, but uh. I, I mean, honestly, like now that you mention it, like after watching like Parasite and Akja and 
uh, burning all in like quick succession. Now I've watched all three of them this year. Like there is something about the Korean language that just has this like thing that kind of pulls you in that just kind of makes you go, Oh shit, these guys are talking about something right now. You know, like they're, they're sharing a drink, but they're talking about life. (laughs) 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 All because it's in Korean. That's probably the Korean, like Japanese, like you get a Japanese girl to speak, uh, Japanese and it's like I don't know what she's saying, but it sounds fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, it's the same thing with like Spanish. You know, like so I think Spanish is also one of those uh, passionate languages that I learned very early on. Like I, I, I remember, um, and this is weird. This is weird because it was when I was in tenth uh, grade, and I oh, remember shit. I had this, yeah, and I had this Spanish teacher, and we were learning how to count in Spanish, and I remember. One of the students said, uh, hold up. It was the it was the Spanish word for I'm gonna fuck this up for sixty-four. <laughs> for sixty sixty-nine. It was sixty-four. We weren't even there yet. Uh and... <laughs> it, it's uh, cuatro, I think. I thought it was like sesente cuatro or something. I think that's seventy. Sesente. Sesente? I think let me see, it's uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco, seis. Yes, that's it. So Mm -hmm. that's six, I believe. And so I think, and then he said, like, oh, yeah, and I was like, say that again? (laughs) 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 She said it again, and I was like, and I looked to my teacher, I said, why does Spanish sound so sexy? And she looked at me and said, everything in Spanish is sexy. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. It's so it's so weird. I guess it's like the allure of like people of like Antonio Banderas and uh Javier like, Bardem. Javier Bardem uh when Javier he... Bardem as well. Like like he's a handsome guy, but I don't know if he's handsome because like he's like he can speak Spanish or if he's like a really high like if you take all the 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 suave uh Spanish in him, like the the Latin the I don't even know what the correct term is, but if you take all of that out. And he's just like a regular American. Would he be as handsome if he didn't have that that flair? Well, probably not. I mean, in general, he he's a good-looking guy, kind of like um, Brad, like like Brad Pitt. You know, like Brad Pitt's a, a good-looking guy and everything. But like, imagine, but like, imagine, I guess, like Brad Pitt. Now put him in a French film, like French romance film. Let like like you could see like how that adds, but like even if they but like even though he's American and he only speaks Eng well, I don't know what other languages he can speak, but he speaks English for the most part. Yeah. It, you know, like people st- like girls still are gonna go crazy for him. So it's probably so it could probably be the same theme with someone like Antonio Banderas or That kinda makes sense. I mean, um remember that movie Midnight to Paris? I re- I remember it. I don't know. I can't remember if I've seen it or not. I, d- I know what you're talking about though. It's funny because it, it's a good film, but it's not a movie that I remember like on the daily. Mm-hmm. But it's on, every now and then it just kind of like pops into my mind. And I'm just kind of like, oh, okay. Like even the premise, I know it's a Woody Allen movie. Even the premise, I was just kind of like, okay, so there's time travel and he's meeting like these other authors and poets. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just like, okay, that's cool. But Owen Wilson in that movie, it's like set, obviously it's like set in Paris. And like, it's just like the setting, right? It's like the setting and the score. And like, you know, he's walking in the middle of the night in Paris and Owen Wilson looks pretty handsome. Like I've never saw Owen Wilson as a, as a handsome guy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, if I was walking down the street 
in Paris at night and I saw Owen Wilson, I'd be like, yo, that guy probably has like women falling all over. I never thought of him. I'm like, this Owen Wilson probably has girls like all over him, you know? Because oh man. <laughs> because he's in Paris, he's got his hands in his pockets, he's walking down the canals, and I'm just like, Yeah, that changed his whole vibe. Dude, Chris imagine what Chris Hemsworth goes through when it comes to women and everything. Oh my god. I uh I am I, I get jealous of that guy sometimes. So this is a, so this is kind of a funny story. Uh, this is like when the first time, I guess, kind of like the jealousy like set in and everything. Uh, and and no offense, no offense to Chris Hemsworth. I mean, he he's a great guy, you know, awesome actor. I love him. Um, but when I was, uh, this was actually last summer, so kind of almost a year ago, I was uh, tutoring uh, these elementary school kids uh, for like this school program shit, you know. And one of the tutors so happens to be this uh, girl I knew for a while. And, you know, I'm going to keep her name off of this. But, like, you know, within, but, you know, after, like, being around each other for a while, you know, we, we kind of started getting the connection, you know, and everything, you know, a little crushy crush going on. And uh, I remember we were talking about Avengers. And, and, I, and it was kind of weird because I was more of a diehard Marvel fan because, like, I had, like, moments when I was, like, explaining, like, Oh well, gl- well, this happens to Galactus and like the Secret Wars 1984 and shit like that. <laughs> and she probably had like no idea what the fuck I was talking about. But we were walking one day. I was just like, "Oh yeah, man, like Avengers are are great." And I brought and I don't know even know how. But I just brought up Chris Hemsworth, and all I heard her say was just like, "Oh yeah, man, what a hunk that guy is." Just like, oh gosh, she said the word hunk. Who says that? Anymore? <laughs> <laughs> she brought the hunk out of her. <laughs> yeah, it was just, and she said that. And I, I just was went silent for, I think, was about a good 10, 15 seconds. Just like, yep, <laughs> he is. <laughs> and, I mean, the thing about Chris Hemsworth is, it's like, he's not fair. Like, he's not fair. Like, he looks like that. And even like before, he got like super ripped. Like, how we looked at, um, in, uh, uh, Ragnarok? What's that for? Huh? Was it Ragnarok or? He Not was... Ragnarok. It was like before he got like, that's my, that's my daughter screaming. Mm-hmm. But uh, uh, it was uh, before he got buff. He filmed it for, before the Avengers, Cabin in the Woods. When he filmed Cabin in the Woods, uh... he wasn't like, at that time he wasn't like ripped Chris Hemsworth, right? Mm-hmm. But he was still like a very handsome looking guy. And his person, he's not fair because his personality is like the most perfect guy. Like, I would love to just hang out with him and watch like Avengers or just like even watch like just something weird. I feel like he's the type of dude that will watch Avatar The Last Airbender with you and actually have an opinion on every character of the show. Like it's I look at him and I'm like, he's not fair. He's like the perfect dad. He's like the perfect husband. He goes out and surfs in his spare time. He's freaking Thor. He's ripped as shit. Like I'm just like, bro, how do you become this good of a person like <laughs> he hasn't had not a single controversy i'm just waiting oh man it's yeah it, chris hemsworth is definitely a guy like i could sit down like honestly most of the cast and like uh, for the main avengers like i could easily sit down probably have like a five-hour conversation with um chris hemsworth would definitely be up there i would want to sit down and talk to robert downey jr like not even about like yeah. Avengers or movies or anything just about like life and like what he's been through and like his struggles his upbringing and like I would just like literally want to sit down and talk like yeah like uncut completely explicit we say whatever we want like I don't take anything away from it you know you know it's funny because like 
ever ever since he came back as Iron Man, it's almost like he o- it, he only talks about like his upbringing on like his terms. You know, like he never lets like interviewers like kind of like bait him into talking about that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember very specifically there was this interviewer. I can't even remember his name, but he's like known for like pissing off uh, uh-huh. celebrities at this point. You probably seen him. He's like the, I think he's British or something. I think I know but, who you're talking about. Yeah, he pissed off Quentin Tarantino and Richard Aoti, and then uh, he also famously pissed off Robert Downey Jr. And I remember specifically he asked him about Iron Man and how like Iron Man is kind of like this egotistical, like self-destructive figure. How much of this character did you put and from take from your life and put into this character? And Robert, like RDJ, just kind of looked at him and was just kind of like, "What are we talking about?" And he looks at, like, I guess he looks off screen. I think it's like his, his PR, his publicist or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he looks back to the guy and he goes, bye. And he rips off his mic and he just gets up. He just gets up and get, gets out. And I'm just like, is that really a touchy subject? for Like, I get that he, he wants to move on and he doesn't want to be seen in that light anymore. But, like, it's like, it would be interesting to, like, just kind of sit in a room and, like, knowing that, you know, it's going to stay between you guys. And, you know, he's going to give you the full rundown of, like, this is this is who I am, this is who I was, and this is what I was going through, and this is how, this is how I get myself out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm just going to make a cameo in your podcast, man. I hope... Uh, that, that's fine. Know. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Warning headphone headphone users. But um, it's... It's... um, Yeah, dude, because his... um from what i've read before and everything he's experienced you know he's been to prison he's been arrested he's dealt with drug dealing his i think his father kind of forced him into it so if you get like you can only imagine at that point what the relationship might have been and it's like you know some people you really got to learn to like just respect that shit about them because like it's it's hard for them to open up like like I know some people who um you know have gone through addiction and everything and some of them are very open about it some of them not so much you know you know it really just depends on the person which is why I don't think interviewing is like really the good way to go with someone like RDJ versus something like we're doing right now where this is not as structured like it's kind of structured but interviewing is like yeah interviewing is like question answer question answer we have you have a 30 minute time limit cut it cut it at that point you know something like this i i like way more and i think this and like podcasts you know are here to stay because it's like uh, it's both people like really getting to know each other while you allow an audience to basically drop in and just like listen you know yeah yeah man i need to get my podcast thing going because that's all i do is talk to people about movies like me and you do it in comments and messages and fucking and this yeah and everyone keeps saying like oh yeah man you should do it i'm just i guess like as you can hear like there's so much going on in my house right now it's like there's gonna be so many interruptions maybe that's what i should call the show it's like movies and interruptions (laughs) (laughs) something like that you never know what you're gonna hear on this podcast it could be something bombshell worthy or it could be just my daughter crying for some fruit snacks Mm -hmm. but like I enjoy, I enjoy like just like listening, listening to conversations about movies and people's opinions about movies, and even arguing, dude. I find there's like a lot of fun with like arguing movies, arguing about movies with people. Like people like to like shy away from that and be like, "No, it's just a movie, man." But like sometimes I like to bait people. Really? Up to, up to that? Oh hell yeah! Like like whenever uh, when I know when I feel in my heart that a movie is shit. 
Like I want someone to <laughs> and fight to the very last man to the to their very last like cell to can try and convince me that this movie is actually pretty good. Which is why when the whole like TikTok sucker punch thing happened, mm-hmm. I was I was like, this is great. <laughs> this is great. Like it's nobody nobody can fuck with me right now. I'm like I wasn't I was in a zone. When it comes to that, it's, it's so fun. You just reminded me of the TikTok you made. I think I think you posted it today with the Star Wars uh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I saw that, and, and I was just like cracking up. Like your intro, like yeah, man, <laughs> like mocking his voice, and, and you're just like, have you ever, have you even ever seen the other movies? Or <laughs> wait, question: Was I wrong though? <laughs> it sounded just like him. I feel. Because... <laughs> <laughs> it, it was honestly pretty funny like like i wasn't even like laughing at like like your argument against it i was just like laughing at like your jabs towards him and everything <laughs> it, it was just it was like it was like because you hear about like toxic star wars fans and, like yeah you see him and you see like parodies of him like comic book guy from the simpsons and shit like that but it's very rare that one of them in real life like comes at you like that and when i when this guy when i get that when i got that mention and I saw the video, and I see him. Did you even watch the original <laughs> Star Wars trilogy? I said, "Oh my god, I'm gonna have me some fun." <laughs> it's this is be a great video. so you know. Uh, speaking of like, ha- like because you like imitating his voice just reminded me of a TikTok I made. This this was a TikTok that I did not mean to like really stir up controversy, but I. One of the things I study and I just do in my free time is uh, entrepreneurship side hustles. And Ooh, I think know, I saw this one. See, it was the guy that's like, why is anyone allowed to become a billionaire in America? Yeah. You saw, yeah. oh my God. I, I don't know if you looked at the comments, but there have been multiple comments that have just been like, Asian Ben Shapiro, you are the Asian Ben Shapiro. And they are, and people are like, you sound like him too. And I don't listen to a lot of uh, Ben Shapiro. <laughs> But I decided to listen to a little bit of him, and then I listened to my own voice, and I'm just like, "Holy shit!" I am like, I'm like one fry away in a happy meal from sounding exactly like this motherfucker. <laughs> well, hey man, like at least you had like this thing. Of, the one thing you could pull out of this is like you had like an ounce of self realization. Mm-hmm. You're just kind of like, "Oh wow!" <laughs> it's it's in the bio now. It's in it's in the bio. It is my bio and TikTok now is literally, I think. Mr. Miyagi and Liu Kang in one, also also been called Asian Ben Shapiro. So, you know, stick around for the show, dude, folks. Ride that wave, dude. Like, seriously, ride that freaking wave. Maybe Ben Shapiro will, like, hit you up. <laughs> oh, my God. A podcast with Ben Shapiro. Imagine that shit. I don't yeah, even know what bro. the fuck we would talk about. You, you stepped on the first brick on the yellow brick road. I don't, podcast with ben Shapiro. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck we would talk about. Like... Holy shit, because I got people arguing about fucking capitalism, socialism, tax taxes, and fucking, I'm just like, holy shit, I was just trying to explain some basic economics and everything, because <laughs> I studied micro and macro uh, junior year in high school, I'm just trying to like say basic shit, because people get a lot of shit mixed up when it comes to business and economics, and like, what is your net worth? what really is a billion dollars to a CEO get that shit mixed up. And I was trying to explain that. And everyone 
I'm, I'm still getting comments on it. And I believe in like replying to comments and everything. But after seeing that comment section, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not getting it. Yeah, I'm literally letting people just say whatever the fuck they want. And I'm not going to say anything about it anymore. <laughs> Honestly, at, at some point, like, and we've all had comment, comment sections like that. At some point, you just got to leave it alone and let just people just yell at the wall. Or yell, like, like yell at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, when it came to the... Uh, the sucker punch video and i think it was it was oh in the air little mermaid video as well when i was talking about like how little mermaid's gonna be black and i was trying to explain that the little mermaid's character is not required to be white like she could be a black little mermaid or yellow pink whatever it doesn't matter and when people just start going at you like that you just got to be like you know what like i know what i said i know what i meant and luckily i have like a pretty good following that will actually like be like oh yeah like i'll go to bat for him like i know what he means and there's some, a lot of people in there as well like oh i know what he means so you just gotta let people fight amongst themselves which is my new favorite thing like i like fighting with people but i can't fight everyone mm-hmm. which is why the star wars guy is so perfect so i'm like oh yeah i could just go at this one guy but i can't go at everyone in the comment section and then you just start like typing out the same thing over and over and over again oh yeah that's and that just yeah tedious, and i'm just like yeah just read the comments anything anymore they just people like, will oh dude it, it's insane people will not read your fucking comments not not at all like i'm like i would assume that the reason that you are in the comment section is because you were looking through it and wanted to get some information as to what is going on at the very least you got, you got the caption for that but instead people just hit the comment section and then they, they just start typing they just start typing like you would not believe how many times I posted like a movie TikTok and I will put the title of the movie as the first shot in the TikTok. I will say the name of the movie. Like now, now is now my opening. Let's talk about now, blah, blah, blah. Movie, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And I get so many people who just, what's the name of the movie? And I'm like, did you, did you not even try to find out? Did you not listen to the video? Did you just hit comment and just started typing? Because, because why? <laughs> I just don't understand like the, the the need and the trigger the trigger having people who just feel like they need to just comment without even realizing what's going on. Because everyone wants to have their fucking voice heard, and you know we are humans of attention, emotion, and everyone wants to feel important in some sort of way. And like when it comes to TikTok, you know when you have a TikTok that's you know that does uh, what like ours have done, and you know that like I didn't even intend for that TikTok to like get as many views or like uh clout as some people would say as i have and it's like when people see that shit on tiktok and everything they're just like oh shit i want to get in on this action and i want to i want to hear i want people to know my opinion uh, and then they're like May- maybe and then what's even worse is that they see comments gain like ten thousand likes or something and just like shit i want to be one of those comments but you have to realize at that point you're going up against a thousand o- other comments like literally you are going up against a thousand other people trying to do the same thing hit in there it's the gladiator match i guess mm-hmm. I don't, yeah i don't try and get into that type of shit i mm-hmm. like i if I see like there's a bunch of comments, like I will re I legit enjoy reading the comments, seeing what people are saying before I formulate my own, my, not formulate my own opinion, but make my own opinion because somebody's probably and more likely made a point that I want to make. So why am I going to comment that if somebody's already said it? Right. So, like, it's it doesn't make any sense to me. Well, the craziest thing is that with the like TikTok I made, where you know I stirred up more controversy than you know I I had originally intended. 
people start arguing and then it's just like some of those comments aren't aren't like separate people from like the app it's like people that are literally arguing back and forth and then people see that argument and then they jump in on it and that just adds like more and more like i've scrolled through my comment section like like literally like just only going to notifications only comments and everything i've scrolled through it and I've seen so many times like the same person just commenting something against what someone else said. So now they're just starting a war. Oh, yeah. I've, I've had quite a few followers that will legit like and they, I had this one follower. He did this over the course of like two weeks. I am not even joking. No shit. He went through all the negative comments and like in like at least three videos and would defend me. And at some at one point he started just copying and pasting his response to everyone. And I have to tell him, I have to legit tell him, like, yeah, bro, you need to chill. Like mm-hmm. you need to you need to go like, out and live a life. Like even I'm not that passionate about it, you know? Exactly exactly. If I'm not worried about it, don't feel like you need to worry about it. And but they he just went on a tear. And then it just got exhausting just seeing his name pop up in my notifications over and over and over again. And I'm like on one end, it's boosting the video because the more comments, the better. Mm-hmm. But on the other end, I'm like, yo, for your own mental health. <laughs> <laughs> for your own sanity. <laughs> because I am worried about you. I don't want you getting like depressed or stressed because you're not handling what you need to handle because you feel the need to comment on my behalf. Like, no, like if I'm not commenting, you shouldn't comment. It's fine. Yeah. It, it's insane. I'm going to see if I can set up my goddamn phone to actually like record this screen or something for the live stream or something. Cause I, yeah. cause I want them to see both of us. And like, I have to, I may almost have to do it like this, uh, on my shoulder, like fucking wish I could just like web it to like the wall or something, you know, <laughs> but like, fuck, maybe I can, Maybe this will work. Maybe it'll just give it just enough support, like my stack of shit that I have. <laughs> Throw all these note cards and all this crap. Yeah, dude, I don't know. Like, I just got my setup just just, just right. Because uh, last time we did this, I was sitting at my table, which is behind me now. You know, I have the mic just sitting on the table and whatnot. But it was always just so much work because I had to pull the table out from the wall and like uh set up the 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 light just right but now i was like you know what this would be so much easier if i got like a mic stand which thank god i actually got and it's such a lifesaver because now all i have to do is just turn the chair 180 degrees pull out the mic stand and boom we're in business Mm -hmm. all right hold up we are almost in business this is the worst setup of all setups but it is a setup three two Oh, come on now. Checking connection. Okay, yeah, but anyway, um, it's that's what's going to have to work right now. Now I'm confined to, like, this little area, but <laughs> what, what works, works, you know? What works for your art, dude. Mm-hmm. If it works for the art, that's fine. It's sacrifice, people. You have to sacrifice. But, um... <laughs> you're wearing the Spider-Man outfit, and Spider-Man understands sacrifice, so you're doing the character proud. Oh, my God. You know, Stanley proud right now. Stanley, uh, R.A.P. Stanley, um, did. <laughs> uh, I think about that man every day. I'm not even gonna lie. I don't, to I don't blame you. 
Thank you for listening to the Not Your Average Asian podcast. Subscribe or follow the podcast on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever else you get your podcasts. Follow the Not Your Average Asian podcast on Instagram and follow the host, Roddy and Kirkland, on Instagram at Roddy and Kirkland. Hopefully you have enjoyed the podcast and I'll catch you next time.